Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Well, like the snow flurries we've been experiencing here in the state of Utah, Washington is all of us with flurries of agreements and disagreements and votes and great celebrations about frameworks, sort of like celebrating the framing of a house with no money to build the rest. Is that what we're doomed for in Congress? Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day. Think again. Oh, it is that time of year once again where Congress is uh, kicking the can down the road. Uh, This time they did it by just a smidge. It was a short kick of the can, uh, a one-week extension of the continuing resolution. So that will keep the government funded uh, until December the 23rd. And the, the big announcement coming out of Washington today was that a, quote, framework had been agreed to. Now, I want to be very clear. When Senator Schumer says that we have a framework, that does not mean that 100 senators and 435 members of Congress have seen anything. Uh, It means that probably four members of the House and four members of the Senate have an idea of how much money they want to spend, and that's about it. The rest to be determined. Today, Senator Schumer The Democratic leader announced that they had such an agreement for a framework so that a spending bill could be passed. Last night, Chairman Leahy, Ranking Member Shelby, Chairman DeLauro announced that the appropriators have agreed to a framework for an omnibus agreement that will fully fund the federal government in fiscal year 2023. This is welcome and important news. Congress now has a roadmap for funding the government before the conclusion of the 117th Congress something the majority, the large majority of us want to see. So let's break that down just a little bit. So again, we, we have something. It's a $1.7 trillion framework. That's a pretty big framework, friends. Uh, that's a lot of spending between now and the end of next September. But again, nobody's seen it. Nobody knows what it is other than these few appropriators from the Democrats and the Republicans who say, yeah, we can spend that much. Uh, we don't have it, for one. Uh, But we do have to go through this process. Now, importantly, Senator Schumer has said that they want to make sure that they get this done so the spending goes all the way through September of 2023. And the reason he's determined to do that is quite obvious, because when they begin 
in January, the Republicans will be in control of the House. And those debates will get much louder and much harder to get to an agreement that can actually be passed. So the big debate over the next few days is going to be, should it be a continuing resolution just into January or February so that the new Congress, uh, not the lame duck Congress, those that have already been voted out or those that are retiring, uh, but the newly elected people of the people uh, should be responsible for that. That's an interesting debate. Uh, Senator Schumer uh, laid out uh, quite extensively the benefits, uh, as he sees it, of passing a year-long funding bill rather than another continuing resolution. A year-long omnibus is by far the best option we have for making sure our kids, our senior citizens, our veterans, our small business, our military members, our defense, and all of the families that benefit from this don't see vital government services lapse or shrink. It means we can fully implement the investments secured. We fought so hard for the PACT Act. We have to fund it. We fought so hard for the Chips and Science Act. We have to fund it. A CR will not fund these bills, but a omnibus agreement will. And they were all bipartisan with large support from both sides of the aisle. Oh, how things change when balance of power shifts. Uh, It was only a year ago that Senator Schumer was all too happy to say, you know what, we don't need an omnibus. Let's just kick the can a little further down the road. A continuing resolution is just fine. It was interesting that he didn't make the case as to what it was really about. He went more to talking points and what the awful horribles would be to the children, the children, the grandchildren, the grandparents, and on and on and on. Uh, So interesting, knowing that Republicans will take over in January, that becomes the debate. Uh, And... Equal opportunity offender. Both sides have done this over the last decade multiple times. And to me, the saddest part of all of this is that it both undermines each member of Congress of both parties and every single senator except for a couple. And so why why members of Congress continue to be okay with abdicating their power, their responsibility as an elected official? to represent the people and demand debate and amendments to spending bills. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade, Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, interesting, Utah Senator Mike Lee uh, talked about the problem with going with the omnibus route and scare tactics, again, that both sides have used uh, over the last decades. We're witnessing a conspicuous reoccurring trend whereby leaders use the threat of a government shutdown to pressure members into voting for inflated spending provisions without even time to read the bill. We should never use the threat of a government shutdown to force through policy changes that could never survive a vote on their own merits. I urge my colleagues to support the passage of this short-term continuing resolution that maintains current spending levels until the new Congress takes office. Doing so will ensure that we listen to the people's voices and that the incoming House majority has the opportunity to make the spending decisions that are in the best interests of the American people. 
Now, the thing that I thought most interesting about Senator Lee's comments there was the fact that there will be so many things jammed in to this bill. And I use the word jammed because both Democrats and Republicans use that term for what is being done. There are many Democrats who are frustrated that this is being jammed through. And when they jam, that means they jam a lot of stuff in there. And as Senator Lee pointed out, a lot of it is spending that could never stand up to a vote on its own merits. So it has to be part of this big, massive spending bill that, of course, we have to have done before the end of the year. Uh, That's where we get into trouble. Uh, Now, interesting, Senator Rand Paul also came out uh, and talked about the omnibus package, and he got to one point that uh, I actually agree with Senator Paul on this one in terms of who will actually read this bill before they cast a vote. The biggest problem we face in Washington is that we have abdicated our duty. We've abdicated the power of the purse. We abdicate it by letting all the spending be thrown into one bill. This is going to happen again. Mark my words, December 16th, December 18th, we're going to get a 3,000-page bill that will have been given to us an hour or two before. I know because this is the way it works every year. No one will read it. No one will know what it in. But what is a guarantee is that it will add over a trillion dollars in debt next year. The system is not working. We are not obeying the rules. Uh, I agree with Senator Paul on that one, and I've seen this. Uh, I've seen it up close and personal. Uh, This will be a 3,000-page bill. It will represent $1.7 trillion in spending. Your money, by the way, taxpayer money. And no one will have read it. I remember watching this uh, as a chief of staff. We actually had to go back to Washington, D.C. after Christmas uh, until New Year's. And I actually spent my New Year's Eve one year uh, waiting waiting for the omnibus bill to be punched out. And finally, 12.36 a.m., we were given notice that the the bill text was done. We could see it. About five minutes later, the bell rings, which means you have 15 minutes to go cast your vote. Uh, We didn't even have time to print the bill, let alone read it. Uh, I remember we printed out what pages we could and started running over to the Capitol building so that the senator could cast a vote. And by the time we had gotten into the chamber, 92 members of Congress had already cast a vote without having any clue what was in it. And, of course, the following day, we found out there was all kinds of great things in there, like subsidies for Jamaican Run and uh, subsidies for... Uh, patchwork at the Talladega Speedway, and a host of other things that had uh, nothing to do uh, with anything that really mattered in terms of that spending bill. Uh, and so that's the great test in, in all of this is, yes, uh, there will be a continuing resolution, a very, a very chippy little kick of the can down the road, seven days. They'll have till the 23rd. Uh, Leader McConnell has said that if they don't take a vote on December 22nd, then they're not going to vote on the omnibus, uh, and they'll have to do it in January, so they'll have to do a longer continuing resolution. But this is what's broken in Washington, D.C. We play this game of chicken every year, and the result uh, is devastating to the American people and especially to the poor and the most vulnerable. They always get the hurt. They always get hurt the most in all of this. 
I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.